0: You guys, after months of waiting and a year of writing, my new book, Girl, Wash Your Face, is finally out in the world. I wanna thank you so much. Every single one of you who has bought the book on ebook or a physical copy or on audio, your support means the world to me. And if you are listening to my podcast and you haven't yet bought the book, you're dead to me. No, I'm totally kidding. But I am serious about how important this book is. I keep talking about it because I sincerely believe there are tools in it that can help change your life. So if you have the $16, I want you to go buy it right now because you love your pal Rach. And if you don't, head to the library or borrow it from a friend. But if you care enough to listen here, you're going to love the wisdom inside of this book. Girl, wash your face. I promise you will not be sorry you did.
1: The thing that I try to do, especially with women in business or in owning their own anything, is that if something wouldn't apply to your husband, it does not need to apply to you.
0: Welcome to The Deus Podcast. My name is Rachel Hollis and I've built a multi-million dollar media company with a high school diploma and a Google search bar. Each week we'll share direct, tangible advice or inspiring interviews with the same intention. These are the tools to change your life. Today on Deus, I'm hanging out with New York Times and number one international best-selling author and a good friend of mine, Anna Todd. In this incredible interview, Anna tells us how she went from being a waitress to being a number one bestselling author, all by using her phone. This is a must listen episode for aspiring authors. For people who don't already know you or your story, um, who live under a rock, they've never heard of you. Who are you?
1: Oh, <laughs> that's super. <laughs> Start <deep. laughs> yes. No, I mean, not like on a molecular I'm level, like, but like I? why are
0: why do other people know who you are?
1: Okay, um, well, depends who you ask. No, um, <laughs> I am Anna Todd. I am the writer of the After series um, and now the Spring Girls. That just came out like two days ago. Oh, oh. did it come? I didn't know it happened. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I thought I was at the end no, of the month. It just came out. How's I'm it like, doing? It's going Are well. Are people freaking out? Um, Yeah, but it's a weird thing because yeah. every time I have a release in the U.S., I'm just like, ugh, because yeah. it's not really yeah, my, like... Yeah, it's not your market, which no. is also a really interesting thing that we will dig into. Yeah. so I was like... I kept telling Jen, I'm like, I think, like, five people bought it today. Oh, <laughs> no, no. but it, was, it did better than yeah, I thought. But it's just, like, a weird thing. But yeah. I'm like, it makes, I don't put that much pressure, though, because I had, like, in Spain, France, it already was, like, a bestseller. So yeah. I was like, well, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> i like, yeah, okay. a really big deal in France. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fine. I always have France. Um, and I started on Wattpad, um, so I'm not technically a traditional writer, um, but that doesn't even, that's not a thing anymore Well, so anyways. we have to
0: explain for people who don't know what Wattpad is. Oh, so yes. explain, let's start there.
1: Okay, so Wattpad is, it's basically like a social media for writing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like l- what LiveJournal would have been mm-hmm. <laughs> if we had the technology for it. Um, and it's a place where you can read and write for free. Um, you can write novels, poetry. You can read anything you could ever imagine. Yeah. Like literally any yeah. fan fiction of yeah. anything. Um, yeah.
0: And um, fan fiction is an important um, vocabulary word, too, for our listeners. Um, So, especially because that's how how you got your start. So, what is fan
1: fiction? So, to me, I feel like everyone has their own, like, definition of fan fiction, but for me fan fiction is just taking something that you love and making it even more yours. Like, You know, when Twilight ended, none of us were ready for that. And, like, (laughs) we were like, okay, now it's just over. And, like, what do we do? But then you can go read fan fiction. Mm -hmm. So, for me, it's just kind of like living in a world that you love but staying longer Mm -hmm. than you're allowed usually.
0: So, for example, this will shock people um, who don't know this and who aren't in this um, fiction world. But Fifty Shades of Grey is Twilight fiction, which people don't realize. Um, So you can do it with um, books or movies, and then you can also do it with real celebrities, which is what you did.
1: Yeah, so with mine, you can technically take out the names well basically what I did when I published it and you would never know that it was fan fiction mm-hmm. um in the fanfic world we call it like RP, like real person okay. there's like a whole like underground definition sheet ooh yeah. I like
0: it <laughs> so we're like, learning so much or today. like
1: AU so it's alternate universe so mm-hmm. I took like I liked One Direction's music and was like oh they're cute whatever um, but then the thing that really made me an actual like fan of them was actually the fan fiction. Like, mm. Of course, I like their music. It's fun and stuff. But it was really like the world of fan fiction. Mm. I started reading. Uh, my cousin sent me a screenshot from Instagram of two guys from One Direction. Because none of my friends my age were like ever into One (laughs) Direction. And my husband, like, humored me, but there's only so many times he can, like, look at a picture of teenage boys. Yeah, he's like, I get it. So he's like, it's fine. They look the same as they did two hours ago. Yeah. Um, And so she sent me this screenshot, and on the bottom was, like, a story in the caption on Instagram, and I was like, what the heck is that? Mm. And I don't even think she noticed that it was, like, a story. And so I went and made an Instagram account just to look at this picture and i found (laughs) that there was all of these like things called imagines which this is like kind of the long version of this but they were writing these stories about one direction and i was like what is this is this like people that know them and i've read fan fiction when i was younger Mm -hmm. like i read harry potter fan fiction twilight fan fiction but i had never read a real person fan fiction um Actually, no, I have. I've read Hanson fanfiction, but I don't think I realized what it was. It's like full circle now. Yes. Like, this is my whole life. Um, and I just was like, this is crazy. So I just went into this like tunnel of fanfiction on One Direction, and then it made me like, more of a fan of them yeah but the fan fiction is swear in my opinion is one of the reasons why they were so successful mm. and they fed it too yeah. like they had someone like write, not me but <laughs> they had someone else write like their official fan fiction and they had like 90 percent of wattpad at one point like 90 wow. percent were one direction fan That's fiction amazing. after they did that like official fan fiction
0: so tell us describe like your life at that time what year is this what's happening in your life when you decide to go on wattpad and write your first page
1: Okay, so it's 2013, and it's a Sunday in April. Um, I love that you know that. It was like this random Sunday, and my husband had like 24-hour duty. Um, He was in the army then. Um, Not anymore. So he was in the military, so he was gone, um, and I was just sitting at home, and I had been reading on Wattpad for like four months at this point, Um, but I never really thought about writing anything, and I didn't have any followers or Twitter or anything. So then I was just like – I felt like I ran out of stories. Like, there were millions of stories on Wattpad, but just couldn't find anything that, like,
0: yeah, was, like,
1: quenching me. And then uh, one of the problems with Wattpad is that... Most of the people are writing just for passion, which is not the problem. The problem is that they have life, too. Yeah. So this 16-year-old girl has homework and stuff <laughs> and chores, and she's not updating yeah. her story. And yeah. then this mom has babies and yeah. a job and all these yeah. things. So it's they're not making money off of their writing yet, knock on wood. So it's hard to find a completed story or one that updates a lot. So I was just like, I don't want to read any regular books. Like, I only want to read fan fiction on Wattpad. So then I was like, I'll just write a chapter or something. And there were these edits going around of One Direction with, like, a bunch of tattoos. And it was this thing. They were called Punk Edits. Mm -hmm. And they were, like, this whole – I'll try not to get too deep into fandom stuff. I'm, (laughs) like, it's this whole, like – there's, like, different, like, things that they go through. Like, there'll be Punk Edits and then there's, like, Frat Boy Edits and then this. So this time was, like – Like, so someone –
0: sorry, because I'm dumb. So someone's Photoshopping Harry Styles with, like, full tattoos, Yes, and piercings. And I was, like, that – Yeah. That
1: is what I want to write about. So I was like, just the only thing I thought when I wrote the first chapter was he's going to go to college. There's no singing like Harry. What happens when bad boy version of Harry Styles goes to college? Mm. Um, If I would have thought about it, I would have never written it. And I'm so glad I didn't think about it. Um, I was just like, well, nobody's going to read it. Who cares? Like, I'll write this first chapter. And the first one was like 800 words. And it was just, okay, well, what happens next? Mm -hmm. And so I just updated it. As soon as I wrote it, I didn't even reread it. I didn't do anything. I just uploaded it. I didn't have a cover. I didn't have a title. Like, no one was going to read it, so it didn't matter. Um, And then I wrote the second chapter that same day. And then the next morning, I woke up and wrote, wrote the third. And then I remember, like, on my Wattpad account, it said, like, four reads and I was like oh my gosh I have four reads but it was me like just <laughs> looking at my thing and I was like who are these people four people I was like freaking out over four people and then oh when gosh. I did it again I was like five and I was like wait and then again and I was like no it's me um, which actually at the time I was like thank goodness it's me because like nobody needs to be reading this um, and then I just literally became addicted though I just wrote every single day after that like wow. every day for the next like two years
0: and you wrote on your phone
1: yes which is amazing like 70% of the story on my phone um which is why if you do go read it on wattpad which you still can Mm -hmm. but you can tell in the writing that i was on my phone because there's like a four in the middle of the word (laughs) and then like autocorrect like it's very unedited um but it was just fun and since it was mobile i would literally be like at the grocery store pushing the cart with my elbows and just like writing all the time like at the dentist like i would make up stuff to do just to like right but I was in this time where I knew I needed to get like a grown up job Mm -hmm. but I really didn't want one because I didn't know what I wanted to do Mm -hmm. and my mother-in-law works for the government so she was really like at the time doing the best thing for me trying to push me to work for the government and that was the most like grown up with benefits and all these things so I was like I should totally do this and then I she would work on my resume for hours and hours and then she would get me an interview and I literally would pretend like I did it and I wouldn't do it (laughs) I would be like, I didn't get the job. Yeah. Like, or I would be like, no, I'll apply. Does she know this um, yeah, now yeah, she does. Okay. I told her like after I first started like realizing this book stuff was gonna be like a job. Mm-hmm. I was like, so you remember like cause she I would feel bad sometimes because she'd be like, I don't understand the resume was perfect. I'm like, I don't know, you know? <laughs> like <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know what it is. And I can't even imagine like, you in a job like that. Me yeah. neither. Yeah. Oh man. I went in for an interview literally three weeks before Wattpad reached out to me about publishing it about publishing after and I remember being so sad after because they didn't I didn't get the job and I was like but I did like the interview and I actually like did this but now I'm like oh I didn't get the job because that was not the job I was supposed to have um but I really was trying to force myself like and my husband we really wanted to get out of the army and he had already deployed three times and we were like we are not doing this anymore so it was just I need to like have a job Mm -hmm. and I hated college like to be honest I hated it Mm -hmm. and I've always been a really good student so it comes The academic part comes naturally, but it's just, like, soul torture. And I just kept changing my mind and stuff, so I was like, I need a real job. And then I felt crazy sometimes, like... I would spend 10 to 12 hours either writing or responding to people when I started getting readers. So it was like, I'm doing all of this. And I didn't even care that it was for free. I was like, Mm -hmm. this is way better. Like, I'll sell my teeth or something. (laughs) Like, I'll figure it out. Like, there's a big market for that. Yes, there is. You you don't know those army bases, man.
0: (laughs) Did Wattpad reach out to you about publishing when the book was finished? Or you were still writing? No,
1: I was still writing it. So I was on the third book, but the first book I wrote in like a month. Okay. Um, And then the second I wrote in like two months, and then the third was about a year, but the third book is... Like three hundred and fifty thousand words, so it's mm-hmm. really four books, mm-hmm. um, and the whole thing overall is over a million words. So I didn't know how long it was. I just want a, f- a point of
0: reference for people listening. Uh, so I have a I have a series of fiction books, and those books are ninety thousand words a piece. Yeah. So just to give you a, an understanding, <laughs> when when Anna says that it was a million words, yeah. that's not hyperbole. That is straight yeah. up.
1: Yep. It's super long. Like, even if you see my books in bookstores, they're super intimidating. Yeah. Because they're literally like you could hurt someone with them. The third one, I think, is like 900 pages. Yeah. They're really long. But I had no idea. I didn't know how long a book was, how long it was supposed to be. I barely had a laptop. Like, our laptop was missing keys and stuff. So, (laughs) word count was not a thing. I didn't have, I remember when I first could afford to buy Microsoft Word. And it was, like, this huge deal of, yeah. like, wait. And that was literally when I started doing edits with my publisher. They were, like, you need this program. And I was, like, that's, like, super expensive. Yeah. Like, can't do that. Um, but then we pulled it together. Um, but I was just spending all this time doing it. But it felt so much better than, like, going to interviews and getting, yeah. like, a government resume yeah. and all these things. Like,
0: so, so they reach out to you. They say, we want to publish this. And you're, like, hot damn. Because they're gonna give you money, yeah. right? And you right. have at this point been doing it for free.
1: Yes. And at this point, <laughs> it was a weird thing because at first when they wrote me, I didn't answer them because I thought it wasn't them because I mean sometimes teenagers online can like yeah do some stuff. Yeah. So I was like, This is not real. This is, scam. this is someone like messing with me. And then my husband was like, Well, it says wattpad.com on the email was really the yeah. only thing that I was like, Oh, well, actually that's kind of hard yeah. to do. Um, so then I wrote them back and they were like, We want to have a Skype session with you. And I remember literally, I was just in this place where I told you about the opening the blinds thing. Like when you don't open the blinds. Mm-hmm. My mother in law told me once she came in my room because she was I forced her to move to Texas <laughs> and then we moved. I'm like, sorry. Yeah. But she came in my room one day and she was just like she comes in, and starts opening the blinds, and I was like, What are you doing? And she's like, I need you to open your blinds. Like you don't even open the blinds mm-hmm. anymore. And I was like, oh I don't I yeah. just sit here and like I was writing so I was happy but the year before that I wasn't writing and mm. I just sat there with the blinds mm. shut so it's like a kind of like a metaphor for yeah. like that's when you don't open the blinds is when you're starting to get yourself yeah. like into like depression without yeah. even realizing yeah. it so I was she was like you need to open the blinds and I was like oh my god okay, i open the blinds <laughs> but now every day I have my blinds yeah. open yeah. and if I start noticing I don't open the blinds I'm like oh wait a second yeah, um, yeah. but she it was just one of those things like I literally even a Skype thing I was like I don't want to Skype them like I didn't want even like first of all I was like they probably think I'm like 16 Mm. I'm writing freaking Harry Styles fan fiction for (laughs) the love of God and I'm like I was only like 23 but I felt like so old to be writing that I'm just some like random army wife this is going to be weird I was so insecure for some reason it's so weird I wasted so much time like thinking about stuff like that Mm. so then we had the Skype call and then they realized that they didn't they they say at least that they never thought I was a teenager. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, but I was just kind of like so anonymous that no one would have known. So they yeah. said, we think we can publish this. Um, we want you to come to New York with us and meet with publishers. And I was like, okay. And then right then after I agree to this, I'm already freaking out. Then they say, actually, we're going to meet in LA first. And I'm like, in LA. So I'm thinking like. Los Angeles, I barely even want to leave my Texas house, let alone come to Los Angeles. So I'm like looking at myself, I'm like looking at my hair, looking at my eyebrows, looking at my weight, looking at all these things where I'm like, I can't go to LA and meet them, which now I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Yeah. Like it was the stupidest, but I spent so much time freaking out about this. Mm -hmm. Like even getting on the plane, I was like, am I going to fit in the seat? Like I was so Mm -hmm. crazy like over this. So then we come to LA and it's about a movie and I'm like, a movie because I don't even have a book deal, yeah, and I'm like, why would anyone want to make a movie? So I immediately start going, like, what's going on here? Yeah, like, why would they want to make a movie out of this? Um, and we're at these like fancy hotels that like I couldn't have never afforded it, and they accidentally charged my debit card, mm. and so I literally overdrafted our bank account, oh, and I was like oh freaking gosh. out about it. And I remember being so thirsty, I love and the, this story. there were these cokes in the like little mini bar, and they were like ridiculously expensive for a Coke. And I was like, if I just had money, I could drink this Coke. I drink, didn't drink any of the Cokes, but then when we went back, my husband and I stayed in the first, like, in the same hotel when I got paid the first time we drank all the Cokes and then <laughs> got more Cokes and drank them all again. I was like, I'm drinking all the Cokes forever. Yeah. And I don't even really like Cokes, so yeah. that's, like, saying yes. a lot. It was just such a different world. But they were talking about publishing it and making movie, and I was just like, what in the world? So we actually got the movie option before... The book deal. So when you, when they said they wanted to make it a
0: movie, was that when you first clued in, like you started to say this sort of like, wait a minute. Maybe this is a bigger deal than I understand that it is. Yeah. Okay.
1: Totally. That was really the time when I started being like, this is an actual thing. Because at first, the way that I felt like it was a big deal online was I went to make a Twitter account and all of the handles that were anything close to my name were taken.
0: Wow. And there were
1: all these like fan accounts. And then there were characters like role playing of like Tessa and Harden and like talking to each other. And as a fan, I was like, that's when you know people are invested. Is when they yeah. start like role playing. Yeah, I saw the numbers growing, but that wasn't the same as mm-hmm. like seeing these people like spending their time outside of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was like the first benchmark, and then them being like, "We want to make a movie," and I was like, "Wait, this is bigger outside mm-hmm. of it's not just the in bubble." <laughs> yes, and then I was like, "This is insane," and then we met with UTA. And I was just like, I don't even know what a UTA is, but I love it. <laughs> like, It's And it was like such a crazy experience. And then I just being able to meet the people from Wattpad too, was like a huge thing for me. Um, and then we ended up, that was December. And then by March we were in New York and I got to go to pretty much all of the big five publishing houses. And we were like, I thought every author got to do this though. Yes. <laughs> it was yes. just like, unfortunately not the case so we're like going in all these offices and I literally was taking pictures of every hallway everything as like a bookworm I was freaking out of like oh my god there's like I remember seeing this whole like shrine for 50 shades and being like oh my god she's been in this building oh man (laughs) it was just like this crazy experience um but I had no idea what I was doing and Mm -hmm. I thought everybody gets to go and like interview editors and see why they should sell their book to them and I met five in one day but I knew immediately when I met mine that like but I still didn't I don't think I understood what was going on
0: Mm -hmm. uh so you you get a deal for to turn how many like all there's four Four books
1: at first. They okay. the deal was for three because okay. with publishing, you know, they never really read. They just see like the popularity yeah. of it. So like they read through the first book, and then when they didn't realize how long the second and third were, so they bought three and then ended up having to do five because oh, they it. were so much longer. And yeah. we actually left out. There's like two hundred and fifty five thousand words on Wattpad that are not in the book.
0: And this there's a couple of really cool things about the story I think, which is one. You are... I've never met someone who is as um, gracious and gives back to fans as much as you do. And you think of... uh, We've talked about this. Like, your success is because of the relationship you have with these fans. Because they made the book popular. And then that was that sort of led its way to everywhere else. Um, and one of the things that is so gracious that nobody on the planet does is that you insisted that they not be able to take it down off Wattpad.
1: Yes, that was really my only thing going in. Like, I was so excited that it was happening, but that was my one thing where I was like, we're not taking it down. Um, Which is,
0: like, crazy. Just just for point of reference, this is not how publishing works no. at all. No. and no publisher agrees, like, okay, this book is available in its entirety online for free, yeah. why would anyone then go buy the book? But that yeah. was like your, I will not sign a yeah. deal with you if you take I'm it down. I like,
1: I'm not taking it down. And that would, it just felt like it's not even... Well, a couple things. It's not mine to take down. Mm-hmm. Even now, like, if I go on Wattpad, I have... People are reading it for the first time right now. People yeah. are reading it for the 27th time right yeah. now. People are, like, making friendships in the comments and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not taking it down. Yeah. Um, and one of the publishers were like... Well, all of them pretty much said, well, what if we give you more money? And I was like, well, I'm already getting way more money than I ever yeah. would have had anyway. Yeah. So, no. Yeah. Um, but then they one of them I won't say who but one of them that I was really excited to meet they were like you know we just don't really get like the Wattpad thing and I was like why am I sitting here and they, yeah. have, they gave me these like fancy donuts and I was like you're not <laughs> gonna bribe me with donuts like I don't even like donuts <laughs> yeah. and I definitely don't like fancy donuts yeah. so it was like no, and the, you don't get the Wattpad thing yeah. like that. Like, you don't get me then. And yeah. it's already hard, especially now after being in publishing for a few years. No publisher was ever going to get me necessarily, yeah. which is why, like, yeah. Act 2, I yeah. left my publisher. But yeah.
0: I, I want to, like, give a frame of reference, too, because the people listening to, particularly those who haven't heard of you before today, don't have a frame of reference. So um, how many times has this series been read on Wattpad? Just Wattpad. So
1: on Wattpad, we're up to... Like one billion six hundred million ninety something. I wanna make
0: sure that we hear (laughs) that it's one billion with a B.
1: Yeah. And
0: then how many books in print?
1: Uh fifteen million.
0: Just someone, I I will unplug a microphone just to drop it on the ground. That is not even a, it's another stratosphere. It's a thing that like, I don't even know. I don't even have a reference for that. So just to, um, just so that everyone understands the level at which we're talking about the level at which it is beloved, um, just so they know. Hey guys, we'll be back in a hot minute with more of this interview, but now a quick word from a sponsor. Have you been dying for a chance to get away? Are you wanting the opportunity to get your cup filled back up? Do you wanna hang out with a bunch of the coolest women you've ever met and drink some wine and have your butt lovingly kicked by some of the greatest female speakers on the planet? Then you need to come and hang out with us at Rise Weekend LA, April 6th and 7th. It is the most fun, most encouraging, most motivational thing you can do with your life this year. Head over to letsrise.co for more info and sister, I sincerely hope that I will see you there. One of the questions I get asked most often is about time management. In particular, time management for working moms. That's a whole mega-beast, right? You're trying to juggle school schedules and playdates and meetings and projects and getting in a workout and date night, and, and it's crazy. Luckily, I found the Cozy app. Cozy tracks everyone's schedules and events in one place. No more missed pickups or double bookings. Cozy even does the job of reminding others in the family about events and appointments. Cozy will send emails every morning with the day's agenda, send on-device reminders, and alerts others when a new appointment is added to the calendar. Best part? It's free. Get Cozy. C-O-Z-I. From your app store or at cozy.com forward slash Rachel. Hey, y'all, do me a favor. While you're listening to today's episode, take a screenshot and put it on Instagram or your Insta stories and tag me. I love hearing what you think and seeing what you're up to, and it helps the tribe remember to go listen to this week's episode. Thanks so much. Something that's so interesting about your career and why we have become friends, I mean, this is why (laughs) I like hanging out with you, among other reasons, you're a lot of fun, Um, is that you are so savvy. You are so savvy about this business. And I think so many women know, I shouldn't say that, men, anybody who didn't have experience, who didn't go to college for this, who didn't, like, this was a world you did not know. You knew it from, a, from the fan's perspective and from a reading perspective. But everything you know about the publishing industry, and I would argue of all my author friends, you know the most, mm-hmm. you taught yourself. And you did not let them take advantage of you. Um, And you fought for what, like, uh, uh, I want to make sure the listeners understand how unbelievable it is for an author to say, these are my terms. If you want my book, you'll do these six things. You'll leave it on Wattpad. You'll do this. You'll do that. You'll, you know, international rights or whatever else. And have someone agree to that is bananas. The fact that you even knew to do that. Like, how did you, how did, like, where does that come from? That, like... I don't know what I don't know, but I'll be damned if I let you take advantage of what I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I've kind of always been like that. Like, I mean, you know a little bit about like my upbringing stuff. Like where I'm from, most people don't even have the opportunity to go to college. They mm-hmm. don't get to own their own businesses. They don't get like the best thing that you can hope for is to be like a manager of a store or mm-hmm. something. Um, and it just is what it is. So I remember always being like, Well that manager Like my manager Doesn't know more than me Hmm. Like why do they think They know more than me And I feel like My whole life Everyone always just assumes They know more than me But that's Mm -hmm. what people do To each other anyway In every field anywhere Um, but I kind of just learned, even if I don't know what I'm going to either pretend, I don't even pretend like I do necessarily. I just let you know that I don't know it, but I'm going to find out and you better not be wrong. Yeah. (laughs) Like you better not be trying to pretend like, you know, if you don't. Um, and I think just being really honest about stuff kind of helps me business wise. Um, because if I did go in and pretend like I know everything and then afterward I'm scrambling and Mm -hmm. it makes it worse, um, I just have always kind of had that like, I'm not gonna be taken advantage of this was like a once in a lifetime opportunity anyway. Mm -hmm. So if anyone's gonna ruin it for me, it's gonna be me. Like, it's not gonna be some random person in an office. Um, And it felt I feel like I kind of did have an advantage, though, because they needed me more than I needed them. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I realized that really early, Mm -hmm. because I'm like, wait, my readers are the ones giving me their time and their money, um, and their energy and their like, everything they have basically and the people who actually benefited from it are like in an office who not to say no one in publishing has passion but it, the industry is not doing that well so mm-hmm. it's really hard to have passion yeah and especially the bottom I hate that term but the bottom level people at the publishing house are usually the ones that are the most like passionate and they mm-hmm. want to try new stuff but it's impossible to move up like yeah. you get an approval from this level but that doesn't mean that the boss because yeah. they have other things they don't care about yeah. like the cool stuff yeah so I just kind of I don't know I've always had that like I'm gonna figure it out that way I'm not taking advantage of like yeah. I even my contract I remember going to with my first contract to the bank and being like do you have somebody that can look this over for me and they <laughs> yeah. were like uh we have a notary and yeah. I was like well they can they give me like advice and she, the lady's like I don't think legally, but maybe. <laughs> and I was like, okay. But the lady literally, the woman read my the notary read my contract and was like, you need a lawyer. Yeah. And I was like, I do need a lawyer. And I really did need a lawyer. Cause you the first contracts are usually awful no yeah. matter who you are, where yeah. you are. Like you always need a lawyer. Literally sell your teeth to get a lawyer. Yeah. I don't know what's up with me selling I my teeth. I don't know. There's a
0: lot of that today. <laughs> what know. have you been reading? I'm like, I don't <laughs> even
1: know. Love like no teeth selling, but um, Yeah, I would definitely... That's, like, my first thing I tell all my author friends is, like, get a lawyer. Mm -hmm. Um, Even if you don't think you'll ever need them, like, just in case. Yeah. But... I just was like, I know, I don't know what any of this means and somebody has to. And I literally, that bank, I'm like, sometimes I want to go back there and be like, do you remember me when I made you read my contract illegally and like give me advice about it? Um,
0: Illegally?
1: Yeah. I was just like, do you have anybody? And my husband was like, I don't think they do that. I was like, well, someone's going to do it. Well,
0: but see, you had, you, it's like, number one, you, you knew like, okay, I don't know, but I can find out. And number two, you were willing to ask for help with what you didn't know. Yeah. Um, so many people get taken advantage of because they don't want to say, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Like, I'm confused about how this works. I don't know what I'm supposed to do in this situation. So
1: Yeah, and I felt like I, sometimes I did feel... I guess guilty is the word, because sometimes I felt like I was too hard on the other, like, you know, on Wattpad or the publisher or whatever. But I'm like, but I don't know this stuff. Mm-hmm. And you guys aren't really explaining it to me. And, of course, nobody, an editor in a publishing house is not their job to sit and walk you through legal. Yeah. So I was just like, I can't, I don't know. I'm like, once they gave me this opportunity, like... I kind of was just, like, guarding it. Like, nobody's going to mess with it. Yeah. So I have to figure it out. But then I did, I just spent the last, like, three, four years just learning everything I can learn. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like, now I'm like, I'm going to try to help all the people who, like, stumble yep. in that door. Yeah. That, like, yeah. it can go one or two ways. Like, yeah. no matter how, even for me, I'm like, no matter how successful the book is online, that doesn't mean people are going to buy it. Yes. Like, yep. that's a totally different yep. thing. Um, and the people who were reading it online were the first ones to buy it. So yeah, I feel like they that's wanted, like,
0: they wanted the like it's all in one place, yeah. the pages I can turn. It must yeah. be a treasure yeah. type of thing
1: instead of like reading it online.
0: So you have these books that come out; it's very successful. You have a very big international audience. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to talk about things that I find interesting, and I apologize if if the audience is like <laughs> we didn't care about international <laughs> rights because you know I love this story. So. Um, you held on to international rights for this is that correct for
1: the first one i didn't okay um because nobody tells you yeah like you don't know i didn't even realize like i knew they kept saying international rights but i didn't even it literally never crossed my mind that like they mean my book's going to be in a store in another country yeah like i remember just being like i'm going to be in target like that was my like thing and then when they were like oh they kept emailing me like you're selling here and i saw the prices and i was like wait, this is more than the U.S. Yeah. What's up with this? Yeah. And then so, I was like, who gets this money?
0: Yeah, so to explain this again for readers who aren't familiar, typically um, when when a publisher decides to buy a book, they are offering you money in exchange for the right to your book in certain territories. And what we know now, because we're in this industry forever, <laughs> is that you never sell the whole yeah, kit and no, caboodle. Never you do, do it. one country at a time. So if you're a North American author, you know, you can even fight for just the U.S. or the U.S. and Canada, but you would never sell world, worldwide rights. Most new yeah. authors do not know that. So yeah. you sell away.
1: I sell away. I sell everything. <laughs> I'm like, take it all. Do you want my teeth? Like seriously, do you <laughs> want my teeth? There apparently worth a lot of money yeah I it really probably is because I've literally spent more money on my like making now up for my dental that, like, yeah, work of my whole childhood had, yeah I've have. been in the dentist like every day this year so that's probably why all I could talk about is all teeth. that book money seriously the first thing I was like <laughs> I'm fixing all these cavities <laughs> you basically sell all of the rights mm-hmm. just in one chunk and I did that but then um, when they started asking me to travel into other countries I was like oh yeah, sure, whatever. Um, But then when I got there, I started really paying attention to the market and to the readers. And just to be straight up with you guys, um, people in the US really don't want to pay for things obviously so like it's not that we it's not even an intentional thing it's just that we're so used to immediate consumption that a book just seems like a book like of course if you can get it for free why would you buy it um if you can get it for a dollar on amazon or for free on amazon why would you pay 7.99 for it or 10.99 um but in other places in the world basically everywhere else they have price control on books and music and movies so you can't do that um which is good for everyone Mm -hmm. involved So I have these readers around the world who most of them weren't readers. Like, that's the biggest thing I get when I first meet readers of mine. They usually say, like, yours was the first book I ever read. And I'm like, what? Or they say, I hated reading, and now I love it. And they will read, like... Even my Italian publisher, this is just me rambling, but my Italian publisher published a series of classic novels, like after versions, which basically mm-hmm. was just the classic novel with my name on the slapped on the cover mm-hmm. and like a cute little like tie-dye cover. And they all hit the best selling list. Wow. And the demographic was like fifteen to twenty. Wow. And like teachers writing me saying, like, I made these girls read the Great Gatsby for school and they hated it. And then when Harden and Tessa are reading Great Gatsby, they're coming back, like, give me the book, let me oh, borrow the book. Wow. And I was like, that was probably one of the coolest things is when people like read more from Mm it
0: you saw the markets you understood again you were like wait a minute something's going on here so then you is that like you retain the rights for the rest of the book yeah so then
1: after that I started thinking I, I was already kind of thinking of like what would happen if I didn't use my publisher again? Mm -hmm. Um, But then I kind of got scared because I'm like, well, I already know them, and I don't even know how to do this alone. And there's all kinds of... There's thousands of indie authors, but they all have different paths. Like, you cannot copy the same thing that someone else does, unfortunately. (laughs) So I was like, I really want to do this, but this person's doing this, and this person's doing this, and I didn't know exactly how to do it. But then I started thinking, what if I keep my publisher in the U.S., but I keep the foreign rights? Because about 90% of my sales are from other countries. Mm-hmm. Like 10% or less is from the US. Um and I started being like, wait, all these percentages are going out. Um who are they going to? And then I'm like, wait, my publisher in the United States is keeping a 25% chunk of my money and I'm the one at this point I'm like sitting in France. I'm like I'm the one in France learning the market, getting relationships with my publishers which most of these publishers can't even tell you who the French publisher is. Mm-hmm. Like, they just sell the rights and they collect the check, and it is what it is. It's yeah. all in an office. And I was like, I'm the one at dinner with these people. Like, I, and just even brainstorming with them, every place is different. And mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, but I never traveled before either. I didn't even have a passport. Um, so I just started being like, I want to control this. Like, mm-hmm. I want to own this. I want to own my rights. I want to decide who I sell to, which I ended up keeping all of my same publishers. Um, but so then, for my next book deal, kept all my foreign rights um, just to kind of like practice because I don't I don't have an agent, um, which is a thing that's really weird, too. <laughs> um, I talked to a couple, but again, they just didn't get it. And I'm like, I cannot pay you if you don't know more than me. Yep. So I was like, well, until I find someone that does, I'll just keep doing it myself, um, which did work for me. But it just it changes the relationships a little bit, talking about money and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, so then luckily I found this amazing foreign agent. But I still basically do it all yeah. because I've already had these relationships. But the international market is just. Crazy, and I wish more authors are. It's not even only authors. I think about this for you know people who make jewelry or people who make shoes, or and I'm just like focus on outside yep. of the U.S. Since I went into this knowing nothing, I had a whole bunch of like middlemen. Like mm-hmm. I had like three little sections of middlemen, and I was like, "You're all nice humans. You're all um, good at what you're doing, but and I'll take
0: in some of my money. But yeah. you got to go. You're yeah. getting the
1: cut, um, which was balancing like what I thought was hurting people's feelings business-wise was the, like... Come on. Yes, yeah. but
0: we all do it. We yeah. all do it. I mean, not all of us. Some people are really good at but we oh, I was so many so times not good hesitate because we're just like, oh, I don't want to be me. Yes. I don't want people to think that I'm yeah. when really you're just trying to stand up for yourself. Same. And,
1: and now I'm like, I mean, I still feel like I'm nice about it, but I'm much more, I'm like, no, actually, this is my mm-hmm. business and I have to protect it. Like, firing my first person took me, like, you know, took me mm-hmm. a long time. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, oh, what'd you say? Yeah, no, I'm scared. Like, Get out of here. Um, I fire my husband like every day. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, No, but it was hard. And then even for my, so to fast forward a little bit, so I keep my foreign rights and then I start thinking of my next series. And I was like, you know, I really just don't want a publisher Mm -hmm. like in the U.S. And I think some of my author friends think I'm absolutely crazy because- I have Simon & Schuster, which is, like, one of the big publishers, and that's, like, a dream come true. And I'm like, no, they were for sure. Um, And it was such – I'm so happy I went with them for my first time. My editor was so great, Mm -hmm. and the, like, the foreign – like, I just happened to get every amazing foreign publisher. So I'm really happy I did in the beginning. But I just was like, I'm doing all the things that you're doing – And I know how to do them faster, Mm -hmm. more like Mm -hmm. in the now um, because publishing is just an old machine. It's very old. (laughs) Like really, really old. And I was like, I wonder if I could just like leave them. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, it was easier. So I'm not saying like quit your job right now and like do your thing. It was easier because I did have a cushion and I had already made a lot of money Mm -hmm. from the after series. But I was just like, I want to take control. And if it doesn't work my publisher's not going to not take me back. Yeah. <laughs> so I was yeah. like, I'll just turn them down. But I felt, it was that same thing we were just talking about. I felt like I owed them mm-hmm. because they, like, t- changed my life, basically. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, no, I actually changed my life. Yeah. I was the one writing for 12 hours a day mm-hmm. and not sleeping, and I haven't seen my family in, like, three months. Yeah. Like, but I love Adam, who's my editor. He's an amazing editor. But I'm like, I love him. And my husband's like, yeah, but you can still love him. Yeah. Like, it doesn't yeah. mean that you have to yeah. work with him. And I was like... Post, post.
0: Market.com slash rach thrive market.com slash rach.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and then I ended up basically turning down their last offer, and it was honestly one of the best feelings ever. Yeah. To just like have that freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had already, even no matter how much, if the books fail, mm-hmm. um, they come out in June, don't let them fail. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Um, but if they fail here, like I honestly do have this international mm-hmm. following. So I've already sold these books that aren't even done yet mm-hmm. to 18 countries yeah. um, or 18 territories. So, like, 30 countries um and all my same publishers bought them i mean some of the price tags not to be weird about money but some of them are are bigger than any of my other series have Mm -hmm. ever been Mm -hmm. so i'm just like wait a second i can do this on my own
0: and you're this is the one that you're writing now on Wattpad again so you you did wattpad then you went more traditional route which was miserable (laughs) (laughs) it was hard because that's not your creative
1: process not at all it was so i love still writing on wattpad and like at first i'm like well i can do one book and with the spring girls it's more I wouldn't say literary fiction by any means Mm -hmm. but it's more just like women's fiction Mm -hmm. um and so I'm like well I'll just try to be a traditional Mm -hmm. writer um which I don't ever want to be now and it was I'm happy with the book now that it's finished but it honestly was the hardest creative Mm -hmm. process ever Mm -hmm because I love having the feedback and on wattpad, um, back to the wattpad lesson, but there's an option where you just comment on every line
0: or word or or word, anything.
1: So you get this immediate feedback. If I post a chapter, it's, I immediately know what people feel about it. And so this whole time I'm writing this book and I'm like, well, wait, I don't even know if it's Mm -hmm. good because my editor, well, actually, I guess it's his job to say it's not good. Yeah, (laughs) He never said that. So I was like, well, there has to be something. Um, and I really missed that process. So now I'm back and I own all my stuff Mm -hmm. and I have a really great lawyer Mm -hmm. and I still don't have an agent hired a foreign agent and still did the exact same thing just now I can choose my cover I can choose my release date yeah I can pick my tour Mm -hmm. like I'm just in control of everything yep and it's amazing
0: yeah if someone's listening to this and they want to write their first book what do you tell them
1: tell them that first they are a writer that's, like, the mental part of writing. There's, I think it's just this, like, years and years of people telling us what a writer is mm-hmm. that it really limits us. Like, even my first year of interviews, I was like, well, I'm not really a writer, mm-hmm. you know, like, I can't so believe this So many happened. people say that. They
0: say, I want to be a writer. Yes. Or I be Are you writing?
1: You're a writer. Yes, exactly. Congratulations. The only thing you have to do to be a writer is write a book mm-hmm. or write anything. Yeah. Like, you, there's no, like... I mean, I dropped out of college and I went to community college for like five years, guys. Like literally five years. And no one that college I was going to, like, no one ever graduates from. But it just <laughs> makes you feel good to like go in every day. And so I was like, no, I'm working towards it. But I hated it. But um I never took a writing class though, so that doesn't mean anything. Um, but there is this idea of like what a writer's supposed to be, and that's not. Um, the next thing I would say is to remember that technology is changing every single day and publishing is going to keep changing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I honestly... At this point, I mean, everybody's, you know, process is different, but this idea that you have to query and you have to find an agent first is not the, that's not what not have to even, do.
0: It's not even, it's not even valuable in 2018. No, it's, it's not. not.
1: And it's really hard on, like, I have a friend who was one of the best writers ever. Um, and she kept mm. meeting these people and calling them and Skyping them and all these things. And they all kept saying no. And I'm like, you have a hundred million reads, mm. hundred million reads this skip the agent and yeah. go directly to a publishing yes. house like yes. you don't need this don't need to that. be like
0: valid it's a very antiquated um, industry yes. and you It feels like you have to follow their rules, but you really, really don't. You don't. Like, who
1: made those rules? They're probably dead. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's so long. And
0: now, with the ability to self-publish, because Mm. I was turned down by everybody, I end up self-publishing and ends up launching my career. Um, So I am, I think anybody who's gone through an alternative route to get to where they are as an author, there's zero fear about self-publishing again. Like, in fact, I'm like, do I, because I'll write another fiction this year, and I'm like, do I even want to send that out or do I just want to own that myself? Because at least then I know I'm fully in control. And right now, in the same way that I know you are, the success of our books is 100% based on the work that you and I are willing to do to promote yeah. them. 100%. Yeah. Um, it's not about um, a publisher. The money they give you is lovely. Yeah. Um, but that's an exchange that you make, right? So they're giving you a bucket of money and in exchange they get a piece of this book forever and ever. Yeah. Um, so if, I guess that would be my thing is like, if you want to have a book, you could have a book tomorrow if you've got enough words yep. like you can publish it can be on amazon right now it's i think people get wrapped up in in the romantic idea of what they thought their dream would look like instead yeah. of do you want to make a living writing a yes. book that's a whole, di- it's like, do you want to be an author and be published by, you know, Simon and Schuster? Or do you want to make a living doing this and not have to work at the bank? Yes. Like that's, that's what we're talking about. And if it's, I want to make a living,
1: well, that looks like something totally different. Exactly. I think that's, such a thing I realized in publishing where I've seen even authors that I know their careers are really falling Mm -hmm. really fast Mm -hmm. and they hold on to the publisher. And I'm like, you could do this on your own right now. Mm -hmm. Like you have way of higher of a chance to keep going if you leave Mm -hmm. them, but they just want this like security. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what is that security? Yeah. Because I don't see security when I look at a publishing house. Like At least try this way first. And if it doesn't work for sure, query your little heart out. Mm -hmm. But I really would just try to reach the people because the people are who care about the stories. They're the ones who are going to be giving their money to you and their time to you. So places like Wattpad or Mm -hmm. Archive of Our Own or I think there's a couple more. I would recommend Wattpad just because it's like... The easiest it well one. <laughs> it's worked for me. There's a lot of people scouting Wattpad now. Um, they've just signed a lot of like development deals and stuff. So it's just like a good place to be. And also, even if you don't get hundreds of millions of readers, even if you have 500 or 200 or 50, mm-hmm. you can learn so much from that too. Like yeah. I miss the days when I could go in and reply to every comment. Yeah, and like people would be able to have like actual conversations. And there's all kinds of forums there where you can even like trade notes or trade reads and try to promote each other. Um, but it really is about like self-promotion yeah. because there's a bunch of buckets of water mm-hmm. and one of them is <laughs> going to go to the ocean and one's yeah. not. Um, but I think that, yeah, it's this idea stops people. So don't let anything stop you because you're in control of what happens to you. Publishers not in control. Agents not in control.
0: Yeah, so women really struggle with this—the to talk about the product or the service that they offer to the world. Like, oh, people are going to think I'm bragging. They're going to think I'm full of myself. They're like, you—if you weren't able to talk about your product, you would not be—you would not be in business. So, tell us about that a little bit.
1: That's definitely a thing that we do. I think I'm sure everyone does it, but I think women do it more. Um, At least what I've seen, it's been a really really high number of women. Almost every woman I know that has a book or a mug line or Mm -hmm. they never want to promote it. Um, I did that for like the first year, probably maybe even longer where I I didn't want to post the links to my book and I'm like, wait a second, is that doesn't even make sense. Why yeah. don't I want to give them the opportunity yeah. to buy it? Yeah. And I started kind of trying to change my thinking, which is obviously easier said than done, but it is possible, of just being like, they are following me, especially on social media, because it feels like such a personal place for me and my readers mm-hmm. that I didn't want to start shoving buy links mm-hmm. in their face. But then I'm like, they're following me because they love what I write. Mm-hmm. And if I don't tell them I wrote something mm-hmm. or if I don't promote it mm-hmm. to them, who's going to know about it? How mm-hmm. are they even going to be able to find it? Um, and I'm giving them something and they feel like it's good. Yeah. <laughs> so like, it's like, okay, yeah. obviously they want it, but... Um, but self promotion was really tough in the beginning. And then I just started being like, actually, I'm going to promote my links. I'm going to be proud of this, especially because I started with like Harry Styles fan fiction. I literally, when I was writing it, I didn't tell anyone. Mm. Yeah, I remember even telling my mother in law and being like so scared to tell her because I thought it was going to be like, I thought it was going to be embarrassed or yeah. something, and yeah. it was nobody cared. First yeah. of all, no one cared, and when people started caring, they only were like, "Wow, this is cool." Yeah, it wasn't like, "Oh, yeah, you are successful from writing fan fiction." Like, yeah. no one ever said that except yeah. for like some book reviewers. But <laughs> <laughs> oh well, <laughs> where's your book? <laughs> um, but I'm like, it just is. It's hard at first, though. But it is a thing. Why are we embarrassed to yeah. promote our stuff? Yeah. we work on it. We that's like saying you have a baby and then you're like embarrassed to show people your baby. Yeah. It's like, no, I've had this baby. I'm showing everybody. Yeah.
0: And if you're proud of the work, I mean, if you're, if you've done something you're not proud of, you need to start there. Yeah. But if you're proud of the work, you're like, this is good of course you need to talk about it it's never slimy if you believe in what it is that you're selling I this morning was talking on a live stream about Rise and P.S. everyone who's listening is gonna be at Rise which is so exciting Um, but I was talking about Rise and I was so passionate about it and I was like this event will change your life like adamant you should come if you're even considering it a little bit you will walk away changed and then I thought like man that's a bold statement to make (laughs) but I believe in it and like I I don't know I, I really believe in what it is that we build in that weekend and you really believe in what it is that you've written or I believe in what I've written and the people listening whatever your thing is you worked hard yeah share it
1: with the world exactly no one's gonna do it for you yes amen and even the publisher like I relied on the publisher to market my first series oh and they were relying on me yeah so nobody did anything luckily it was fine. Fans (laughs) helped, fans helped. Yes, and I even noticing, kind of backtracking a little into the marketing of foreign territories, no matter what you have, if you have notebooks or pens or a book or dresses or whatever you have, um, the marketing in other countries was so different than the marketing here. Mm -hmm. And the things that they like, you know, I have a friend who tried to sell, like, a motorcycle book to France, and I'm like, well, why, like, why wouldn't that be a thing? But it's like, they have, of course they have motorcycles, they have way more than we do, mm-hmm. but they don't have that like sons of anarchy type of yeah. lifestyle. Yeah. And then even my other friend wrote a book that is a f- girl going to Italy and like falling in love with an Italian man. And I'm like, and I try to tell her before, just cause I study so much of yeah. the market. I'm like, actually, if you want to sell this in Europe... Europeans don't find Italians like as like yeah. swoony as we do. Yeah. They're just their neighbors, like they yeah. see them all the time. Yeah. And she was like, Oh, I didn't even think of that. And I'm like, So if your angle is to sell it to foreign territories, you might want to rethink yeah. like the American Switch girl that. going to Italy yeah. because Yeah.
0: It's like a baseball movie. Yeah. Only works in the US. Yes. Because baseball only exists in the US. Exactly. Um so yeah. So thinking a uh, thinking globally, but making sure that you're it you're not trying to take an American sentiment and shove it into yes. a foreign country you're being smart about that um yes. so I have questions that I ask every single person okay who comes on the show and I'm gonna ask them to you cool uh what time do you wake up in the morning
1: I wake up between six thirty and 7
0: and like what's your morning routine for yourself um are you like do you get any do you get any like Work done? Do you like have a cup of coffee? Do you like,
1: yeah, I usually your day or you just
0: hit the ground running.
1: As soon as I wake up, I grab my phone um, <laughs> yeah. and just like read emails that came in yeah. overnight, especially with international stuff. Yeah. It's like yeah. as soon as I wake up, it's all there. Um, so I check my phone. I usually spend like 20 minutes just kind of like. Sitting there doing whatever on my phone, and checking in with my super assistant, <laughs> um, and going over what I have to do just to kind of like prepare myself. And then um, if I have to wash my hair, I usually just get right in the shower because <laughs> it's a process. <laughs> um, and then I usually go for coffee. Um, I've been meditating lately, though. Mm, that's so I, right. I need like, to hear about
0: that too. So I've been meditating yeah. in the
1: morning. Um, and at first, I thought it was just this, like, I don't know kooky thing but it's like legit so calming and so like magical um honestly it just gives me like this boost of energy so I've been drinking like less coffee Mm. um and I got to the point where I don't even think coffee was even doing anything Mm -hmm. so I was just drinking like yeah anytime I'd work I would have to have like coffee the whole time and I'm like wait I just had nine cups of coffee and like two bites of food um so I've been just trying to drink less coffee um honestly it just depends like every day is so different and my schedule's been so crazy so I'll either have like an interview um or just a check-in call um Mm -hmm. with like my team and now I have like an actual team that I'm like in charge of so I'm like Mm -hmm. gotta 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 check on them and stuff and make sure everybody's doing their stuff um I usually start writing after I do all the random things I Mm -hmm. have to do um But I spend more time doing other stuff than writing, which, like, you know, like, most of being a writer is not actually writing. It's the other stuff.
0: So real. What? I know you love coffee as much as I do. What's your coffee order?
1: Um, Usually is an iced almond latte from this little Red Window I love Red Window. Yeah, I love
0: that place. Um, Whatever the brand of coffee is, they have it so good. It's
1: so good. And it's so, like... I like it to be, like, strong with, like, a little bit of flavor. Yeah, so that, super, that place is super strong. It's so it makes good. you shake. Yes.
0: Um, you are a traveling fool. You travel a ton. And yeah. you are traveling internationally, so those are long trips. What is the one travel item you can't live without?
1: Um... Well, obviously, beside my phone. I'm like, phone. Um, Makeup wipes. I've been bringing a lot because Mm -hmm. I don't wear makeup on the plane, Mm -hmm. but when you get off, especially internationally, you just like, I feel like like a film is over me. So I've just been bringing like unscented makeup wipes to scrub my face and my arms and just like. That's a good one.
0: I'm going to steal that. Um, what is your favorite physical activity, like workout, exercise? Like, how much does that play into your creative process, and how often do you do it?
1: Um, I mostly just try to walk, honestly. Um, I've been trying to do it more than usual. Mm-hmm. I was on a really, I go through my whole life, I've always been like this where I go through, I have to be on a diet, and then I have to work out, and then I do it for like six months, see a little bit, and then I'm like, eh, whatever. And then I'm <laughs> in France, and I'm like, but,
0: <laughs> well. <laughs> <where
1: it's> not. <laughs> so I started being, instead of being hard on myself, because every time I would come home, I would be like, oh, I just ate all this stuff. So I stopped, not stopped thinking about what I'm eating, but when I'm traveling, I'm just like, I'm going to skip the cake, but I'm going to eat all the pastas, yeah. all the whatever. Um, but I honestly just try to walk as much as possible mm-hmm. because anything else, if I'm try to schedule it, it just feels like this like heavy yeah. thing. Um, so for now, I just try to walk like with my husband Mm -hmm. and just walk around my neighborhood we just bought a house so our neighborhood's like so cute so cute and people like sit on each other's benches in their yards and stuff it's weird
0: yeah what is for the women who are listening to this podcast um if you could say one thing that they would take to heart that they would actually listen to that they would apply to their lives what is the one thing that you would tell them
1: um the thing that i try to do especially with women in business or in owning their own anything, is that if something wouldn't apply to your husband, it does not need to apply to you. Like if someone, they always, people always do that. Like, well, I'm working too much. And I'm like, would your husband, if your husband worked a lot, would anybody say anything? And Mm -hmm. then they'll be like, well, my grandma said, you know, I need to stop working so much. And I'm like, would your grandma tell your husband to stop working? Or would somebody say, um... I don't know, like, don't you think you're just, a lo- most of mine, I get a lot from my family that I work too much. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I totally do, yeah. but it's freaking fun. Yeah, And I'm not even 30. Like, yeah. if I just, I'm like, oh, I'm good now. Yeah. What, in five yeah. years, I'm like, actually, I'm out of everything. Yeah. Everything, and yeah. everything <laughs> sucks. Um, so literally, like, if it doesn't apply to them, just always think, like, if you're starting to doubt yourself, like, should I, even little things, like, should I get my nails done? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. You should get yeah. your nails done. Yep. I don't know. how... Yeah, to, Bean yeah. says
0: if it's not true for everyone, then it's not true for anyone. Yes, yeah, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> so if it doesn't, if that rule doesn't apply to every single person, then it shouldn't apply to
1: you. Yes, yeah. that is exactly yeah. what I meant. Yeah, um, I just see so many, especially with spouses, like. Yeah. It's such a thing, especially in a women-dominated industry. I see it a lot with indie authors who are mm. supporting their families. Mm-hmm. And they're always just putting so many limits on themselves. And mm-hmm. I'm like, if that was your husband's business, uh-huh. it would not nobody be the same thing. Yep. And then this whole, like, I have a lot of friends who are like, my husband is staying home. And then their friends always, like, say stuff to them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, nobody would say yeah, anything to if you. If it was reversed. I lived in an army community, and 90% of the women didn't have jobs. Yeah. And no one said anything because yeah. they are just raising the family. Yeah. And I'm like, doesn't yeah. if it's not flipped around... Yeah.
0: It's not fair. Yeah. yeah. Well, man, thank you so much thank for you. Um, for talking to us. I know that the people listening are going to get mad wisdom from what <laughs> you said today. I have gotten mad wisdom over the past like year of our friendship, and I always um, the thing I'm always so um, impressed by with you is you are truly the definition of a self-made woman. You have every single thing that you have. You have hard fought to get to where you are today and you are such an example of you do not need a college education you do not need connections you do not need you need to put your head down and do the work and then be smart enough not to let people take advantage of you when it starts to mean something so um I just so appreciate you sharing all the stuff with us today thank you Hannah Todd thanks thanks Thanks, guys We will be back with another episode next week. In the meantime, if you have a moment and you can write a review or subscribe to the podcast, that is life to those of us who work so hard to produce every single episode. For more information, you can check out deispodcast.com or stalk me on every form of social media. I am Miss Rachel Hollis on every single platform. This week's featured iTunes review comes from MHTDC. Great start keeps improving. I think you're brave and confident. I'm glad you're podcasting now. Thanks for giving us all something interesting to listen to. Your personal stories are the best. Hey, thanks so much for writing a review. If you are listening to this and you want to be featured, be sure to head over to iTunes and write something nice because we don't share the mean ones, yo. Thanks to our producer, Allison Cohen, our sound engineer, Jack Noble, and our sound editor, Andrew Weller. Most importantly, I hope you heard something today that inspires you. I'll see you next week. Dental Associates of Northern Virginia redefine what it means to visit the dentist. Get top-quality, personalized support from committed experts who prioritize the well-being and satisfaction of you and your family. Care is centered on a highly personalized treatment plan backed by the trust and support of long-lasting relationships. Schedule your next appointment by visiting dental1-va.com slash offer slash XM.